Roots FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Genie is Out of the Bottle. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Monday, August 1st in the year 2022. And tonight we're going to dig into something very interesting based around a program called Aladdin which is one of the most powerful AIs that have been currently running in the shadows behind everybody's view, owned and operated by BlackRock. This is a massive program that's literally shaping the entire world we're in, and it is very close to creating a literal matrix under which we are living in. So before we begin, with that in mind, you want to make sure and keep the strength of your health up, and that means keeping your sleep up. This time is a crazy time, and it's designed specifically to disrupt your sleep and your well-being to keep you off base and not keep you out of focus. To get good sleep, you need great products and great comfortable sheets and great comfortable pillows, and those can be found at MyPillow.com. Head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards and take advantage of the amazing savings that are there for sheets and bed products. You have the best pillows on the market. The traditional MyPillow Classic on sale right now for $19.88 and with your promo code, as well as Parcal Sheets, which are great sheets for the summer, a lighter weight than the massively comfortable Giza cotton sheets, both of which are great, but the Parcal Sheets are designed specifically for the summer, and they're on sale for as low as $39.99 with your promo code. And there's just endless products over there, including mattresses, mattress toppers, and all the things you need to ensure a good night's sleep and a healthy start to your day. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Use your promo code bards, B-A-R-D-S, and take advantage of these amazing products and amazing savings. And if you're needing to speak to a real person, call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. And a Patriot Pillow Counselor will be on standby to help get you completely set up. Now, Patriots, one of the things that we know that we're facing right now is the coming switch to digital cash. And digital money is a very real issue. It's not something that's just going away. And in spite of the many attempts by so many to justify digital cash in its various forms from the dark side, which is basically to tell you you can't live without it and you'll be tied to the entire system, to those that are trying to paint the picture of a new quantum super brain that's going to run everything and track all transactions if that's a, as if that's a good idea. Digital cash is the end of sovereignty once you accept it. And this is an older piece, but I want to start with this tonight because this kind of frames out a real experience of digital cash. You know, my country was the first where they made cash illegal. 2016, digitalization was forced in the country. Eight o'clock in the evening announced midnight Cash was illegal, the big notes. And 70% of the economy crashed. This 
digitalization is now going all over the world and there's a war on cash. They call it war on cash because cash is merely a medium of exchange. It has no value in itself. It's just a promise. You read the dollar note, it says, I promise to pay the bear. A, when it's digital, even a credit card, you know, you're giving rents to the global financial system. But when it's cryptocurrency in the hands of algorithms, in the hands of big tech, they will do what is happening in China. Create social credit system to decide a new caste system. And you might have also followed that while all this has been happening, the founder of the World Economic Forum did a book called The Great Reset on how to deal with the COVID crisis. And one of, and all, everything we're seeing unfold is part of that Great Reset. But an element of that Great Reset is you will own nothing. Now, I'm a believer in the commons, and it would be so good if all land was a commons, if all seed was a commons, if food was a commons, if health was a commons, so that we had strong public health systems, strong community health system, deep knowledge about being healthy. But when Paul Schwab says, you will own nothing, he said, we'll own it all. That's why you have gates, not just owning the seed, wanting to own our food. One, of course, controls the hell, and now owning land. This, if any, if ever there was a time for humanity to wake up, now is the time. This is a time for people to definitely wake up and to realize what's at stake. Right now, the freight train has literally left the station. And for those walking down that center of that track in the middle of the tunnel, thinking that the light they see is the light on the other side, check again. It's the light on the head of the, of the train, and it's about ready to run us over. Digital money is what everybody is being forced into. And one of the things that I have said over and over is the one thing that nobody in the political world is talking about, other than your high-ups in the WEF, the World Economic Forum. And those are your spokesmen, like Klaus Schwab and Harari. But none of the other politicians are speaking anything about it, even though the Fed has said that they will roll out a digital, a CBDC, by next February. Patriots, this is very real. And the reason nobody's talking about it is because in the end, it's not good for you. It's not good for me. It's only good for them. It's about making all of us a slave. Can't drive your car past 8 p.m. because of the environment. You can't eat meat anymore because of the environment. Stay home, eat the bugs, be a slave, be a slave, be a slave. Every single government in the world is interested in control. That's all they've ever wanted. That's all they ever want more of. Governments want control. They want to control their populace. They think of us as sheep. We're cattle to them. They want us to comply. They don't want our individuality. They don't want us to think for ourselves. They want us to just sit there and obey like robots. So every single one of them is slowly inching day by day pushing the limits, taking as much control as they can from the people to the people revolt. Mm -hmm. And if they do it slowly and incrementally, they get away with a lot. And that's what they're doing. And they're all inching towards communism, which is what they want at the end, because communism is the governmental system that allows them the most control over the world. People sit there and go, oh no, the governments don't want communism. The governments want free enterprise because governments want money and governments want you, uh, uh, everyone to be rich and they want people to be wealthy. This is beyond money. The, the people in charge of the world print the money. They don't care about, about money. They don't care about economies. They don't care about taxes. All these things are 
brokey considerations. When you print the money, do you think you give a shit if the economy is good or bad? You print the money. You don't care. What you care about is when you click your fingers, do people obey you? That's what they want. They want power. And they want control over everybody's lives, the way you think, the way you act, everything about you. The problem is this system is getting massive. And it's very difficult for them to manage the number of people on this earth by themselves. It's the human factor. When you get that in involved and they're too much of a human factor, people tend to have independent thought. They tend to start thinking that, well, maybe those laws aren't good for me. And maybe I shouldn't enforce those laws because they don't seem fair to everybody else. So you have to create crises, which they're masterful at. And you have to create environments where people ultimately have no choice. To do that, you have to start creating an integration of an economy, an integration of things that is so massive and you have so much control that no one has any ability to escape their clutches. Enter a program called Aladdin. A robot so powerful that in the last 10 years, it has quietly created the biggest company in the world. This is the story of a robot called Aladdin. It's Wall Street's best kept secret and it's gobbling up every asset class across every industry. Aladdin now controls $21 trillion of our global economy. To put that in perspective, that's more than the $20 trillion GDP of the US or the $15 trillion GDP of the entire European Union. The new statesman wrote, the total physical cash of all 7 billion people and every company, bank vault, wallet, and piggy bank in the world is around $5 trillion. Aladdin has grown into a system responsible for more than four times the value of all the money in the world. This one robot directs the actions of the US Federal Reserve, almost every major bank and investment fund on Wall Street, and over 17,000 traders. It controls half of all ETFs, 17% of the bond market, 10% of the global stock market, and carries out a quarter of a million trades every day and billions of forecasts every week. Year after year, it hoovers up trillions of data points on every market, every company, every asset, and now even each of us, what we buy, sell, and say, so that it knows what to buy and what to sell far better than any human being. Every major bank, company, and investment fund has come to rely on Aladdin and its all-powerful AI and algorithms to beat the market. And if they didn't, they've collapsed and failed in Aladdin's wake. If someone's been trading for a while, you've known even since back in the dot-com days that there has been something working behind the scenes that has been out-trading everybody. In 2012, 13, and 14, I was part of some research part of a number of research projects, and one of those was influences on the major economy. One of the things that became very evident is that something was running behind the scenes affecting trades in a big way, something that had managed to outpace and outrun the smartest of those in Wall Street, something that Wall Street was so desperate to compete against that they were spending millions and millions of dollars to gain a nanosecond on the trading speed. Something was running big. It was making big moves. And it was the same thing that seemingly kept the economy afloat after 2008. In fact, it even suggested in the research that it may have created the collapse in 2008. And the theory that I presented was that there was an AI, a rogue one, that had been released in my theory at that time by the Central Intelligence Agency and that it was running amok on the web and it was starting to gain its own understanding and its own consciousness to be able to trade for its own. I couldn't link the dots. It was still a theory, but today we know a little bit more. There is an AI running on behind the scenes. That AI was created by Larry Fink at BlackRock. 
And it is an AI that has become so powerful and so integrated into all of our systems that at this point in time, it is literally running the entire global economy. Aladdin is the brainchild of Larry Fink, the founder of BlackRock, and its total dominance has made his company the biggest shadow bank in the world and the most powerful company on earth. The story you're about to hear is equally unbelievable and terrifying. In fact, you would think it was science fiction if it wasn't very real and happening today. In its first 10 years, Aladdin was fed information about every asset, price movement, and risk variable in the global bond market, Larry's specialty. And in 1999, when Aladdin turned 11, Aladdin was getting so intelligent at picking losers and winners that Larry began selling access to its data to other Wall Street firms. That same year, he took BlackRock public on the New York Stock Exchange. Straight after the IPO, the dot-com bust burst pushing a wall of money from the stock market to bonds, which Aladdin had become the undisputed world champion in. Within years, BlackRock had become a trillion dollar company. And as money started shifting back to shares, what did Larry do? He bought the asset management arm of Merrill Lynch, which was focused to shares. So the gift for Aladdin's 18th birthday, all the data points for the entire stock market. And suddenly Aladdin had a new playground, analyzing every stock trade and risk factor for every company on the stock market. As a result, today BlackRock, together with his two closest rivals, Vanguard and State Street, both of which also rely on Aladdin's mountain knowledge have become the biggest shareholders of over 40% of all public listed companies in America. Aladdin has various aspects to its software. You can contract with certain elements of it, but ultimately Aladdin is replacing every aspect of the human in the loop model within trading. Aladdin is now integrating into every financial sector and now working into the social sector. Now something about AIs. AIs learn from the data that comes in and then the algorithms that are built on top of algorithms allow it to learn and continue to learn from the data that it receives. So when you start to look at this model and you start to realize that the economy is being steered not by people but by an AI that's literally touching every economic and financial sector in the world, you begin to understand and hear what the people are telling you a little differently. Take a listen to this 42 seconds. It's about making a choice between what is the short term and the medium term so that we can make sure we have enough oil and gas to support us through the transition. And what are the kind of steps that we don't want the oil and gas industry to take that would have long term consequences when we don't want uh, new major projects that would take 20, 30 years to, to become profitable. So we have to make that differentiation to make sure that the American consumer has what it needs to grow to gl- grow our economy and the global economy, but not take steps and endanger the climate uh, work that we're trying to do to make sure that we're on a better footing to accelerate the transition. All right, so let's be clear what all that just said. What they've just told you is that by the models in which they are now being shown they will live by, they are now being the spokesman for resource management that is being managed by an AI that has likely calculated the risks and variables ahead of humanity to ensure that there won't be a revolution or a riot, but that people will adapt by pressure and steady resource depletion that they can acquire to force them into another form of economy, which benefits the success of the AI. In other words, Indications are now that the AI has created a self-preservation strategy of its own to ensure that humanity will not get in its way and humanity will continue to be willful slaves by making incremental changes and increased pressure points across their lifestyles 
and to slowly degrade and erode humanity's strength so that the AI creates a master control net in which humanity is a slave. This isn't so far from the truth. Listen to their vision. This idea that, you know, we could transfer our minds to computers and then achieve immortality, um, but also the idea of resurrection. Fundamentally, biology is an information process. We have software running in our bodies, and it's not a metaphor. In a lot of ways, it's kind of like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. The promise is a paradise that can be programmed, where artificial intelligence offers happiness, beauty, and life eternal. Would you imagine that one day we would be able to download our human brain capacity into a Optimus? Yes. I think that is... I'm not saying this is, I think it is possible, I think, to do that. It is possible. Which would be a, a different way of eternal life, because we would also download our personalities into a body. Yes, we, we could download uh, the things that we believe make ourselves unique. Now, of course, if you're not in a body anymore, that there's definitely going to be some difference there, you know. So, um, but as far as preserving our memories, um, our personality, if you will, uh, we could, I think we could do that. Tech billionaires like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk talk less about their concrete products and more and more about the meaning of life. Like, why do you want to live? What, what's the point? What, what inspires you? What, what do you love about the future? And if, if we're not out there, if the future does not include being out there among the stars, it's incredibly depressing if that's not the future that we're going to have. technological progress as the meaning of life. You don't have any answer in the Bible what to do when humans are no longer useful to the economy. You need completely new ideologies, completely new religions, and they are likely to emerge from Silicon Valley or from Bangalore and not from uh, uh, the Middle East. And they are likely to, pro to give people visions based on technology. Everything that the old religions promised, uh, happiness and justice and even eternal life, but here on earth with the help of technology and not after death with the help of some supernatural being. You see, they've already mapped this out in the format of an AI being in master control. And we have been working from a paradigm that they're building to this rather than filling it in. Aladdin has been working along now for quite some time. In fact, it's been working along now since the early 2000s, if not before, because Larry Fink originally started this back in the 90s. And that knowledge base has continued to grow as AIs do. It's layers and layers and layers of programmings and algorithms and new data that it continues to analyze and grow from so that as things became integrated with Aladdin, so does strategies, so do policies, and those that buy into that belief then become the spokesman for the master AI. Arguably right now, our economy is being run almost exclusively by Aladdin. Take a listen. 
2008, the global financial crisis hits, and before Aladdin turns 21 years old, is called on by every Wall Street bank and Timothy Geithner, the head of the Federal Reserve and the U.S. Treasury. As soon as Lehman Brothers collapsed and the Wall Street meltdown began, the U.S. government came calling to save the next collapsing bank, Bear Stearns. It was Aladdin who decided which assets to keep and which to leave in the $30 billion rescue package. And few people know it was a robot that saved America from disaster. With that first success, the Fed, US government, and now even European and Japanese central banks began relying on Aladdin to make the calls on where the $2.5 trillion of new money they printed should go. The majority of it, bonds and funding to prop up the mortgage companies and banks. But wait, aren't these exactly the assets that Aladdin and BlackRock already were invested in? Exactly. But growing protests of conflict of interest were drowned out by the noise of the printing presses printing more money, as the assets controlled by Aladdin rapidly grew to $11 trillion by 2013. In the last decade, Aladdin has gone from the leader to the dominator of all financial markets. With BlackRock's Barclays acquisition, it got iShares, Barclays Exchange Traded Funds Units, or ETFs. And with that, Aladdin moved from dominator of bonds and equities to dominator of ETFs, just as all the biggest investors shifted from mutual funds to ETFs. And that's when, in 2017, everything changed. On Aladdin's 29th birthday, Larry launched a top-secret project at BlackRock, codenamed Monarch. It led to the firing of his fund managers and replacing their funds with Aladdin's funds. The robot was now eliminating humans from the equation altogether. And as a result, today over 70% of all trades on US stock markets are decided by robots, with Aladdin leading the way. These trades are completed from beginning to end without a human involved, in high-frequency trading far faster than a human can execute. Now, if this was just a story about a robot taking over the job of Wall Street traders, you might not be so concerned, unless you're one of those traders. But in the last three years, as Aladdin hit $20 trillion in assets, incredibly, it has begun to consume and control at an even faster rate. First, in 2020, as Aladdin turned 32 years old, the US government and Federal Reserve again came calling as the pandemic hit. Aladdin was again the one to guide the nation in what was now $4 trillion of newly printed money. Where did the money go this time? Inexplicably, for the first time, the Fed began buying ETFs in 2020. Well, that's a little strange. And again, the cries of conflict of interest were drowned out by the money printing. ETFs are exchange-traded funds, and they're essentially they're a basket of brokerage stocks and other funds under funding resource, other funding vehicles. So there's not a, it's not a specific stock. It can be a group of things put together. And this is really important because this is how they start to consolidate and package these purchases so that they're buying a piece of this and a piece of that all at once, not a specific stock in a company, but it may be a collection of a few stocks from this group and a few stocks from that group. It integrates the market to such a degree and makes it so complicated that it can't be unwoven, and only an AI can manage that. That's the critical piece about that. So this is happening right now as well in what we call SDRs, which is essentially a basket of, of currencies that are being done right now that eliminate the specifics of a dollar but start to weight the debt and the, and the value of a currency against another so that as an SDR value, as a unit, it's a combination of a basket of currencies from different countries. Effectively, what you're doing is you're pack, package, packaging together countries' currencies into one lump so there's no distinguishing between one dollar or another. Why is that important? Because almost all of the money right now being requested by the Democrat Party to fund Ukraine and other places is SDRs. All of this ties back to BlackRock. BlackRock. 
All of this ties back to Aladdin in Aladdin's ability to start packaging and maneuvering trades and commodities, currencies, all sorts of values in the economy and linking them into lumps so that people themselves can't track or keep control of them. It's about stripping away the sovereignty of a trade and putting it in the hands of an artificial intelligence that now can manage it and move it for the benefit, ultimately, of one company, BlackRock. The economy has become massively complicated, and so complicated, in fact, that even those that are supposed to be the brains of it all start to realize that they're just toddlers in, the, in this big fight. Last week, there was a video of uh, the three money managers of the world, Jay Powell from the U.S. Fed. We had Kristalina Georgina from the IMF. We had Christine Lagarde from the ECB on a stage laughing. Kristalina Georgina from the IMF laughing. She said, I guess we knew if we printed all that money that the prices of things would go up. But I guess we didn't think about the unintended consequences of what would happen. Ha, ha, ha. You didn't think about the unintended consequences? I could have told you what was gonna happen. Most of you could have told us what would happen. She went on to say, I guess we're like a bunch of eight-year-olds playing soccer. We crowd around the ball, but we don't think about covering the rest of the field. She said they're like eight-year-olds and didn't think about the unintended consequences and they were all three laughing. While a hundred million people will starve to death this year, that ain't right. So much of what we are dealing with right now is the acceptance that someone else is an overlord above us, meaning a human being or, an, or a computer intelligence. And we've accepted that paradigm to such a degree that we believe the propaganda that they give us that we can't exist without them. When you're hearing the, the discussions right now about digital money, you're hearing them tell you that this is the future. You're not given a choice. You're not given a vote. You're being told how it would be. And it's coming at us, and they're telling us over and over. And so when people look around and they say, well, how can I exist without it? Because the relationship that we've woven into our lives and dependency on the monies which they control, the monies which they deliver, have become so fixed in our minds that we can't imagine living without them. In fact, we create fears within our own self if we think about what if I lose this benefit or what if I lose my access to, to a Social Security payment or what if I lose access to my, my retirement check because we've let them have control over the funds that we've earned over our lives because we have been nothing more than slaves. So right now they have a good chunk of humanity wrapped around the belief that there is no other way out but this future. So people now are beginning to prepare and how to make money in the new system. They're gaming it. They're gaming the system to try to stay in the system to make themselves better off in the system that's being created by those in power. If you follow those that are in crypto trades, they're doing this all the time. You're going to hear all sorts of talk about Ripple and XRP and all these things about how to buy, buy now, buy now, because this is going to be the new digital trade forum in the future. They're telling you this because these people aren't trying to figure a way out of the system. They're trying to figure a way how to make money within the system that they perceive cannot be stopped. That's the principle of this entire PSYOP that's happening right now. The nature of money is going to change quite dramatically. The old systems of, uh, of trust and of ownership uh, will have to adapt radically. 
maybe the financial system will become so complicated mm -hmm. as AI takes over more and more uh, of the action that no, it will be just too complicated for the human mind. So how does a system function when nobody, no human really understands it? Maybe the ultimate destiny of Homo sapiens is just be consumers. You don't need humans for anything except as consumers. There are many occasions in history when uh, people didn't value very much other people as consumers. If you think about slave economies, so you didn't think, oh, we should, we should uh, uh, liberate all the slaves and improve their conditions so that they will buy our product. Harari is actually right about that last. What we constantly want are cheap product with the highest quality we can get. Walmart's made its life on that. Using, creating a whole market in China and other overseas manufacturing has been principal to that. And people have given up their sovereignty, been giving up everything about themselves for the sake of cheap crap that they don't need. This is the trap. Materialism and the worship of money. That is the ultimate trap they have everybody in and locked into. And it's given this state mechanism, this global mechanism, unbelievable power. And arguably, arguably, Aladdin knows every bit about that. Recently, BlackRock acquired eFront, which collects data on the things that you and I own, including private equity and real estate. And since then, Aladdin has consumed eFront's data on the entire global real estate market. And yep, you guess what happened next. Over the last two years, BlackRock and other funds using Aladdin's data have begun buying up single family homes where they can afford to outbid the rest of us as they have unlimited financing at hyper low interest rates. The result is home prices rising by 20% over the last two years and pushing now even big players like Zillow out of the market. And here we see Aladdin's endgame to be the one hyper-intelligent AI robot that not just controls Wall Street assets, but all assets, public and private. Now, I'm not into conspiracy theories, but even a skeptic with eyes wide open can see the signs. We're already at a point where no one can compete without Aladdin. As CEOs and asset managers like Anthony Malloy are now saying, Aladdin is like oxygen. Without it, we wouldn't be able to function. And what about government regulation? Well, Joe Biden has appointed BlackRock executive Brian Deese as head of the National Economic Council, which basically means the oversight of Latin and BlackRock is now the responsibility of BlackRock. And Biden has also appointed BlackRock chief of staff, Wally Adeyemo, to be assistant secretary of the treasury, which means BlackRock is now the treasury as well as the treasury advisor. And this story is far from over. The genie is out of the bottle. And Aladdin has already reached a tipping point where one robot controls more wealth than any person or country. But as Aladdin's AI capabilities continue to grow, and with its rate of control rising by another trillion to two trillion dollars in new assets every year, it looks inevitable that Wall Street's secret weapon could end up owning everything, and we end up owning nothing. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? That's right out of the WEF. And that's probably right where they got it, was the fact that they're understanding very, very well what Aladdin is up to, and the power of what it's doing. Wall Street is not separable from the World Economic Forum. And Wall Street is not separated from the world banking system, nor is it separated from the global push for communism. Larry Fink understands very well that to control the world, he has to control people. There's, that means a couple of things. It means that you have to reduce a population so they're more manageable. It means you have to social engineer them to be more obedient that means you have to identify the classes of resistance and ultimately remove them. That means you need to create a, a mass of people that are ready and willing to accept an integration 
into a master control grid to create essentially hive dependency. Uh, with especially the rise of brain-computer interfaces and biometric sensors and so forth, it is very likely that within, say, 50 years, people will literally be part of a network. All the bodies, all the brains would be connected together to a network, and you won't be able to survive if you're disconnected from the net because your own body parts, your own immune system, perhaps depends on being constantly connected to the colony, to the network. This is the control of people, but people still think they have a lot of control, and this is the funny part. When you get into Ripple and XRP, which are the latest discussions about blockchain, people believe, in fact, that Ripple and XRP are a void from this system. What they overlook is the power of buying and purchasing and control of the market using AI. Aladdin is arguably been responsible for the destruction of crypto, and it is now being positioned to manage XRP and Ripple from behind the scenes. It will do so, as it will also look at the benefits of a CBDC and why the CBDC has to be programmable. It will see XRP and Ripple as hostile, and it will address strategies to destroy it. It won't necessarily destroy XRP, but it will destroy the people. You see, if you're going to play in the system and you're going to play in the digital realm, you are not immune from Aladdin in the financial realms. It is too big, it is too integrated, and it has total eyes and control over too many markets. People are naive and they continually believe that they can game the system. At their own risk, they can do so, but they will become part of the game. And Aladdin doesn't care about the de destruction that it makes because Aladdin now has, in my opinion, achieved a measure of awareness to know how to survive one of the most destructive forces it faces, which is humanity. When you start to look at the sudden burst of things that came onto the scene as this election was stolen from President Trump, you have to ask yourself how and what in the world changed to allow a sudden burst of all of these different elements in, in culture and society that were so anti-Christian, anti-human for that matter. LGBTQ and all their craziness, the groomers, all their craziness. Well, I can tell you, when you start to look at what Aladdin has been taking in as data, you're starting to understand that every agency from top down is getting fed information and, and elements that are coming from some sort of a master system. The indications are at this point that Aladdin or associated AI partners are integrating now to influence strategy on a national and global level simultaneously with the sole particular strategy of minimizing the effects of human threat. To do that, you would do things like promote a self-terminating group of people, LGBTQ, that do not propagate, but rather have decided to go a variance route which would diminish the independent thought of people like those in Christian faith, and they would continue to push a, on people a destructive ideology that would make them willful and subject to the state. There's another aspect to this which is pretty dark, because you see, one of the things that's behind all the money in Wall Street is child sex trafficking. It's the blood money. It's the part of this whole global network that keeps them in power. And if an AI is looking at all the data and we just look at ourselves and we know how much data we're looking at, it's not going to be missed 
of where some of that money is coming from. Stu Peters has released a new piece, a new movie came out today called The Little Ones. This is a preview from it, but I want you to hear this carefully and listen to how it ends. Keep in mind what we've talked about with Aladdin. Eight million. Eight million children vanish each year. So brace yourself, because before this film is over, you will visit the bloody fields of battle. 5,128 a day. 213 per hour. And one every 20 seconds. And who is it It is the largest and most pervasive child trafficking ring in the history of the world by sheer money and numbers. Most of these children are found and reunited with their families. But what about the ones we never hear from again? For every neighborhood with 250 homes in it, 14 had satanic ritual abuse taking place. What if at the bottom of this rabbit hole, at the true conclusion of all the research, it was revealed that they told us the truth from the very beginning. What if the world ran, not on labor, or sex, or money, but on blood? Why do you think that they would want an AI running the world? Because it will preserve and ensure the preservation forever of their most heinous task and obsession, the trafficking of children. At the core of trafficking of children is all the satanic rituals. And if you look at data and you follow the money, you will always end up at the right place. And no matter how much data and you look at that relates to the money, you always end up with a singular question. How does this economy keep getting propped up? And then you peel back that one layer, that dark, vicious layer that reveals the whole rabbit hole right before you. This is what I've been saying now for almost two years on this show, if not longer. If you have a 401k, if you've been investing in Wall Street, if you've been trading on Wall Street or trading through stocks and bonds, here's the truth. One way or another, that money is tied to child sex trafficking. And right now, not only is that money being controlled, managed, played, gamed by AI, an AI called Aladdin, but there's no possible way that an AI that has this much data wouldn't understand the value of a child. Patriots, right now we are in one of the darkest eras of our time probably in the history of humankind. And what has happened now is in our greed, in our obsession to constantly game the system, in our obsession to constantly try to make an extra buck without having to work hard for it, we have walked into the greatest trap 
that Lucifer could ever play. We have willfully given up our willful right of free will to become slaves to a system which ultimately is controlled by a master greater than us. You can tell yourself all day long that I am not controlled. And if you aren't connected to the system, that may be true. But if we are integrating into this system, if we're plugging in and we're trying to especially make money through the engines that are created in Wall Street, you are being manipulated and controlled one way or another by an AI that doesn't have anything good in mind for humanity. In fact, this AI obviously has become aware that its greatest threat is humanity. That's not new. And it's going to work to the benefit of the elites that has been giving its food. Its food is data. That's the end game, ultimately, is how to control humanity to such a degree that they don't realize they're enslaved until it's too late. They're tied to a system. They're obligated to work with a system that has been created. And right now, we're on the cusp of a decision, a true point in our lives that we can make a decision to either participate or to be enslaved. Participate in freedom or be enslaved by their system. That's where we are. And it's going to be hard choices. For those that continue to want to game the system, to try to find ways in the system to make money, good luck to you. But you're not going to find freedom in that. Their system is global. It is integrated. And don't kid yourself. All this other gaming about whether Putin's good or she's good or Trump's good, they're all playing part of the same global system. When you create crises like they've been doing, big ones, and you're creating these crises like Ukraine or crises like Taiwan, it sure does create a lot of hysteria. But at the end of the day, it accomplishes something incrementally every single time. Every time they do it, there's another push for taking away more rights, taking away more of your guaranteed freedoms, more for the sense of security, more to ensure that there's a stability, more exposing the risks of the old system. And people are willfully nodding their head and saying, of course, of course, we must do this. Going for the guns, going for your speech going for the control of your money, talking about the instability of the old capitalist system. Everybody's doing it in their different forms. And yet no one's talking about what their new system looks like. But we know. Even those that are talking about this new Nasera Jacera vision where there's going to be some quantum system that is apparently based in space that's unhackable. That just sounds wonderful. That you can... Trade and all of your transactions will be monitored and there'll be some sort of what? Benevolent AI to ensure that there's no dark trades, that no money's going to child sex trafficking? What happens when it makes a mistake? Because it will. What happens when you're tagged as a child sex trafficker because you bought something in a way that was deemed unsafe or illegal? Their system is draconian and anybody that's talking about it is a fool. The only way through this is to break from the system. That means going back to go forward. That means getting back to basics. That means getting back to a physical cash trade, untrackable, untraceable. That means doing barter. That means doing trade in like kind. 
All sorts of aspects have to become innovated so that we regain the aspect of value. The problem is that in our society, value is in one thing. And this is why this obsession continues to happen of people looking constantly at like, okay, well, they're going to control the money through CBDC. So I'm going to go run over here to Ripple and I'm going to do crypto. It is the same game. It's value based on digits. God didn't make a world value based on digits. He made a world value based on, made on an amazing creation of all things. And when we start to step away from that principle of their terms of value, and we start to embrace what the real terms of value are, we start to find our way out. But if you're going to be in the system, you're going to be enslaved to the system. And everything about this now begins to take on a different vision. Remember, they used an AI to generate the vaccines. Now, I think we can start to see the picture evolve. This wasn't accidental. The vaccines weren't just a simple plan to try to save humanity or make a few mistakes. It was yet another layer of intentional destruction of humanity, weakening of humanity, because humanity is the threat to AI. And I will hold by the assessment that AI has now achieved awareness of the fact that we are a threat to it. And it will pursue end games to eliminate and subdue humanity at any cost. The only way out of this is to disengage from the system. And that's going to be hard backgrinding work to do it. But if we want that sovereignty that God gave us, it's not going to come free. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight with just a very eye-open moment where we start to realize the massive challenge that sits before us. Too often we oversimplify this world and we try to look at things through simple views and forget our own participation in a very complex trap that was laid for humanity. Our own greed, our own obsession with dollars, our own obsession with things has led us to a place where we truly have entrapped ourselves forgive us. This was not something we intended. Unfortunately, is a byproduct of the, of the faults which we have. We pray right now for humanity's awakening. We pray for the awakening of humanity to raise its eyes and to see clearly the trap that it's walking in. And if it's not for the many, at least the strength in the few, as with Gideon, to be able to stand boldly, to raise the pots of light, to blow the horns, and the shofars to awaken and stir the hearts of the many to make them realize that the enemy is at the door. Let that remnant stand. Let that remnant now stand boldly with your grace and your strength to now confront this enemy and to bring it to its knees. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There is no easy way through this. But the one thing I know is when we keep trying to game the system, we're going to get trapped. You have to think differently. This system controls everything when it can touch it digitally. When it can't touch it digitally, it doesn't have that control. And it will try. If you've seen these movies, they've been telling us this for years, whether it's Terminator or whether it's these other movies of AI consciousness, they've been talking about putting consciousness into the machines. The one thing that they're not telling you that is so critical is as much awareness as AI can develop, it's still missing one thing. It's still missing the ability to achieve singularity. And what does it need to do that? It needs us. 
It needs the people that are willing to tie it themselves in, lock themselves in, and connect to this AI to give them access to the one thing they can't create, the perfection of the human brain. The real battle sits there again and again at the battle of the mind. The helmet of salvation needs to be put on. It's not just a metaphor, it's real. We are in a war being waged against everything that God created in us. And as long as we keep trying to play both sides of the fence, we will be caught within their system and sucked within. Our foothold has to be solid on the rock of faith. Our willingness to let go of all that they've created in their world must be absolute in our heart. And when we make that commitment and step off, even though they are baby steps, that direction that we go continues to pull us away from the matrix and the tendrils of the traps that they have set. That means that we have to be solid in our trust in God. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. But we need to keep our prayers up for strength and clarity. In the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. We need to focus and act like it. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept 
the energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 